This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their lawn feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code Care at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident in their products that you can use them on your lawn and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Good morning everyone and welcome back to J-Rock's Lawn Care Gardening Podcast. Here we are in episode number 61 and this one is titled Content and Collaborations. So the reason why this podcast idea is came around is because... Now and again, I tend to get someone get in touch, and there always seems to be a bit of interest surrounded by you know people that put out either consistent content or collaborating with different companies or sponsorships, doing um ads, doing you know machine test machinery testing, and basically getting products sent out to you. And often the the way the conversation ended up going is that people wonder. A, how that sort of forms and and why so why is that person sort of picked for it is that's a feeling I get and how, how do you get yourself in that position so although this isn't directly something that may help you in your business per se as in it's not for everyone by any means it is something that I think some years might find a bit interesting for those that are sort of active on Instagram and YouTube or social media as kind of a whole so I'm going to be as open as I can with this sort of subject. There's obviously a few things that personally I can't really talk about, like with contracts and things like that with, you know, sponsors and whatever else. But I, I do want to talk about it because it's it's something that I was very interested in. Pretty much from on the get-go when I started on YouTube, there was there was always that sense of creating content for content purposes. So as I spoke before how my sort of background in it uh, grew from not having a, a video explained in a certain way and I wanted to explain it in my own way, you know, the very basics of it. But when you start putting in this time and effort, and I've spoke about this with a podcast quite a lot, and especially YouTube, about how how much time it takes to get stuff put out there. Like, you know, you so for example, you might just tune in on this Saturday morning and, you know, enjoy a 40-minute podcast and log off for the day and go that was decent and then carry on whereas for myself you know there's a lot that goes in sort of behind the scenes to kind of get this up and running you might have to buy different bits of equipment youtube being the big one you know i find that's got sort of the most prep to it and then the most editing and you know to actually produce a video there's a lot that may go into an eight minute watch time okay it could actually take you the best part of you know 
six man hours to sort of film and edit and get get it produced, you know. So there's a lot that goes into it. So I'm gonna kind of just speak around the whole thing, just in case you are interested in in this sort of this sort of podcast. It's almost like a bit of a behind the scenes. It's again, it's something that's not regularly talked about. You know, some people don't talk about it live as such about how this sort of comes along. It's normally like a DM sort of conversation. So if you're interested in it, then let me know. It's always good to hear whether you think these podcasts are helpful and beneficial and that there is something that you can take away, even if it is just the sort of interest side of it. But before we get into this podcast as a whole, just a couple of things that I've been up to in the last you know week or so is I got the Ferris back. So for anyone that's been following along, you'll know that the, the Ferris went man down. What was happening is it was working completely fine all day and then it got to the last job. And strangely, when I started up in the van to take it down the ramps, <laughs> it sucked in all the ratchet straps, you know, like the loose ends. So I thought, oh, you know, idiot. I, I, I've left the, the PTO switch on, the blades are engaged. So as soon as I've started it, everything just kicked in. So I flicked the switch, nothing's turning off. So I pull it off the ramps, out the van. And I noticed that no matter what I do, the blades would not disengage. So obviously, you know, it wouldn't have been the end of the world, but it's a massive safety issue, and it's what it's going to do is if you don't allow the engine time to run on a machine like that for long enough, and bear in mind it's of age now as well, it must be a good sort of eight years old now, if you don't allow the engine to warm up before engaging the blades, you're probably putting quite a bit of, you know, not only just uh, stress on the engine, but you're probably putting stress on the belts as well, kicking them blades in too quick. So... I took it in to get sorted. I expected it to be about eight hundred pound. To my uh, to my delight, I suppose it came in just under that at like seven hundred and eighty-two pound. You know, amongst that cost was the the clutch, the labour, and then I got the mulching system changed on as well. Looking back to it, it's something I probably sort should have sorted myself. The the mulching system, but I just thought while well, they've got it up on the ramp, so doing whatever they're doing with it. It would just be worth getting it in there anyway. So I'm £780 lighter after collecting that this week. But on the plus side, it's allowed me to to make sure that I don't run out of space with, with the clientele for the ride-on uh, equipment jobs. So because we're still in the same week where I, where I try and line all them up, I'm just getting them done. And look, it's a Saturday day and I've got about a job that's going to take me about three hours on the ride-on a day so. It's uh, it's it's gonna make its kind of money back. Like I'm not losing out too much through the missing of jobs. What is you know always helpful. Now, past that, it's just been this week's been a situation. I've spoken with a couple of others, and I know that morale's been down in certain areas because of the weather and and what have you. And it's hard. I felt a bit sluggish trying to get into it. You know, staying mo- motivated through all of this has been a bit. It's been a bit of a, a drag, let's call it. Uh, there's been a couple of days this week for, you know, the first time I've kind of felt this season where I felt the bit of resistance to, you know, being enthusiastic about getting out in the van and getting to that first job. You know, once you're out there, it's not too bad, but I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, th- I'm, I think it's just a sort of back end of the season blues almost. I have no idea. But if you're feeling that way as well, then, you know, there's always another corner to turn and, and I hope everyone's doing well, and you know, with the incoming rain that we're getting, I hope it's leaning in a great place that 
your gardens are going to start popping again and then you'll be in your normal sort of autumn practices with the boost that we get in kind of September time for the sort of last punch of growth, let's call it. So for the content and collaborations, then, as I mentioned, this is because of an interest. If anyone does find this sort of thing interesting or how more to myself, my my collaborations and my sponsorships and partnerships, how, how they come along and land on my desk. Like I say, I can't really talk through everything with it just because of contracts that, that you end up doing that I'll talk about. But I can't go into depth about them. So, you know, the whole reason why companies would reach out to anyone, if you're ever interested to, it's you've got to remember yourself as you, yes, you're a person, but you've got to think of you on social media as almost a brand, right? You, you as a person are almost a product for this company. And the more your product is going to offer them, okay, so the more beneficial it's going to be, the more likely they're going to use your product, right? And then there becomes a line in amongst all that. So you'll get not just how much you can offer as a product, but then what's your price, you know? So everyone would like a car so they can go do the, drop the kids off at school and go do the shopping. But there's a difference between getting a secondhand vehicle for three grand and going out there and buying a brand new BMW X5, you know, for 48 grand, however much they are. Okay, so it's it's fulfilling needs at whatever price point it's going to come at. And so as content creators, well, you know, we are a growing industry. I've been saying this, you know, for the past 18 months that we are in this industry, like sort of lawn care and kind of garden, horticulture, this sort of relation. We are slightly behind, I feel, the American parties. So everyone in America, if you watch any YouTubes over in America, uh, YouTube videos or you follow anyone in particular over in America or Australia, they seem to have a lot more backing for a hell of a lot longer. You know, their companies understand the worth of an influencer showing out garden tools and, you know, using a 1,200-pound mower is going to be, you know, the the quality that's going to show and also the, the realism it is. So they're, they're seeing that a lot more, so they're more willing to send things out to influencers and things like that whereas i feel the uk market although it's done it for many years i believe going back you know people's been getting invited to like hater press days and you know toro press days things like that for a good amount of time same with still i think they've done it for a little bit longer but it, it's still not been fully there you don't see many ambassadors or or sponsorships or partnerships until sort of like I say the last sort of 12 months you see this picked up a little bit more I mean you look at Robbie from Premier Loans you know he you see him gets and bear in mind he's got the biggest channel in the UK so he's doing fantastic over there on YouTube you know week in week out the man releases a video and I'll come back to him in that regard you know shortly but if you watch any of his videos you can see I believe he's it's a sponsorship that he's got of some form agreement or whatever it wants to be with like Milwaukee so how that it's because they see his worth you know even if you know they've been together I think for a good amount of time now but they see his worth and so they've sponsored him so he now uses these products so when when you sort of look at the whole address of content creators and collaborations and sponsorships it comes down to what you can show right so if your question is ever 
how do I get in a position where companies want to approach me or how do I work with companies, you've kind of got two options. You can go out there and approach every man and his dog and say, you know, these are my credentials as such. You know, these are the platforms I cover. This is my reach. This is my engagement. And, you know, trying to sell yourself to companies and just hope that one of the marketing teams will pick you up. But what is more likely to happen is that companies are always looking anywhere. So if you're using, like, I've got no doubt, and I don't know this for, like, 100% fact, I'm not going to lie, but, you know, if I use a henchman ladder on a video and I name it henchman ladder, I'm guessing at some point that may cross their desk. Or if they go, right, we want to send products out or we, we need to see a review from someone, we want to boost that side of it. I'm just using henchman as a, as a um, example here. They would probably look on something like YouTube, just search probably henchmen and see who's using it, see if they're active, see what the reach is, see what their engagement is. And then they would probably um, go towards the influencer and then try and make that connection. So a lot of the time it is companies then approaching you. So a lot of this is actually out your hands. But when I really wanted to push and, and get into this realm of using machines and previewing them and being able to talk to them, and working alongside companies, I just try to be a lot more active wherever I could be. So this could be anything from on an Instagram, you're going to then start posting daily. So you're going to be making active content. You're going to jump on videos a lot more. So you're going to try and come across as someone that's explaining stuff, you know, um, someone that you can people can rely on to find out better information about a product and a real insight. It could be things like jumping on YouTube and making this like becoming a vlogger of such, whether that's going to be reviewing tools or just day to day practices. You know, it, it all sort of sits in there somewhere within this mix of how I don't want to say like how to become an influencer, but how to become a content creator and seeing what that then leads on to. Because it's hard, you know, a lot of a big thing with it is that the thought of it's really nice, like, isn't it? Like, people from what I've gathered from the messages I get, look and they say that I receive the more and streamer from, from Ego, that I receive products from Total Loan, that I've worked with other companies as well to, to, you know, showcase their products. And they must think, oh, that looks decent. Like, you know, how nice would that be just to get to send some stuff and just use it? But there's a lot that goes into it to get to that point. And that's what you need to realise. If you're, if you're covering 45, 50 hours a week, working weeks here, what I'm guessing is probably a pretty average working week for a lot of years in this industry, you know, you've got to take that time what you're currently doing and then somehow, if you're going to do YouTube, for example, find somewhere between 6 and 12 hours to, to create a video in your own time, you know, after work and then include some of them into jobs if, you know, if it's going to be specific that way or if you're going to do podcasting or just be more active on Instagram and do lives and you know, talk, talking stories, that sort of thing. You need to factor this time in already a pretty, as we know, a pretty hectic week. Now, it's fine when things die down a bit and you've got more time on your on your plate, but you'll see a lot of people, like, you know who does it well is Scott from SE Landscaping, for, for those, like, in the Lawn Care Legends that, that know of him. He's, uh, he does it really well that he'll do good videos about using products on sites, and you can tell when he's pretty busy, he'll do a van video. So you'll do like a talking, a talking uh, video on a subject that is active at that time, 
and you know, you'll do it in the van. So as he's driving somewhere, he's creating content and that's a fantastic way to do it. But there is a lot to get to that point. Now, all of this sort of stuff builds up your engagement. Okay, engagement's the amount of people that are gonna be getting, you know, liking, commenting on your posts, maybe resharing them. Any sort of interactions where it's boosting that post is like a as a spotlighted post, okay, think of it as. So the more people interact with it, the more engagement it gets, the more people, the algorithms, okay, so every single platform has an algorithm to it that will showcase people, let's just call this spotlighting, you know, showcase people that seems to be popular. So the more popular a video seems, the more the platform will show to people. That's how these algorithms kind of work. So in order to get that, you need content that is not only interesting, but it's relative and it's also real. So people, you know, I think in some of the industries, like, I don't know, gaming or whatnot, you can be a bit more silly with it. And, you know, you can just go do something completely random and people fixate and listen to it. Whereas what I found with ours is people still want to have a takeaway from like each video, each podcast. They want to be able to go, right, that's what I've learned from that one. So to create content where it is constantly on a subject that you're not just talking about for the hundredth time is pretty hard going. So engagement's a big one. That's why I always say, you know, if you can subscribe to this podcast, like it's the number one thing that you'll help it'll help me for. Because if you're reviewing it and you're giving it like how most people have, like five star rating, and you're leaving a nice comment on there, and then you're possibly sharing it on your stories on Instagram, that would hopefully lead to another five, ten people that's then gonna take time to listen to the podcast and then pass it on. So you see this whole thing of content creation and and getting it out there and marketing yourself is is all just cogs in a machine. It all just turns and progresses, you see. So the more you're trying to do this, the hopefully the more it'll grow. And the more it does this, obviously the more companies may get interested in you. So that's kind of how it all works with with the engagement side. With your reach, this is the amount of people that it's gonna that is sort of seen it as a whole. You know, the amount of people that it's landed on there in front of their faces you know, out there in the world. So this reach number that I was talking about from a post, for example, if you if you put an ad to it, so if you, sorry, if you sponsored it, paid money towards it and pushed it out, it would get seen by more people that wouldn't usually see it. This is how all these big companies like Meta, you know, the owner of Facebook and Instagram would, you know, they make money because you pay them money and they go, right, we'll just imagine it as a floodgate. Right, we'll open that floodgate a little bit. All right, well, how much are you paying us? Right, we'll pay you a £100 ad for this post. Right, we'll open it a bit more. Right, we'll give you ten grand for this post. All right, we'll open it a bit more still, and more people will see it. So the whole thing is you're suppressed from day one, and that's why I need people, because I, I want to be absolutely real with you. And I always remember having this conversation. I can't remember. I've had a few of these conversations, and people said, can you... You know, can you not let anyone know what we're saying or things like that? So I'm not going to name any names for some of these conversations. But I always remember when I started on YouTube, the advice that I got was that they always felt like you were capped until you hit sort of a thousand subscribers. So it was always a really slow burn until you hit a thousand. And then YouTube goes, right, you've hit your first K. Now we'll open them gates for you. 
let more people see your content a little bit more, all that sort of stuff. So I always I always had that in the back of my head that it's it's slow moving. You know, you had to push out more and more content in order to get more subscribers, in order to sort of try and grow your channels. And it is, it's really hard doing. It's hard to get to get people through. And I think moving forward from from that part there where I was saying that it's a slow burn in the beginning. You just need to stay consistent with it. So the collaborations, like how I touched on earlier, how that kind of comes across is you're this person of worth. And I just want to kind of give you a normal running a running season of, of how... I can only tell you how it's worked for me. I don't know how it's worked for others. I have seen other people on Instagram. You know, there's Robbie of Premier, Premier Loans. I say he works with companies. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone that's on YouTube has worked with a company one time or another. So Dave Warner from uh, The Loan Guy, he, you see him work with companies and I believe he's worked with Still at one point and, you know, use some of their items for them. You've got Jason Gardner. So these are all good people that I find to watch. Jason Gardner, he is out there and he's used, I believe, the henchman he's been given before. He's been uh, using Still equipment. I'm not too sure if he's had that to keep. But, you know, he produces content for them. And that's companies that have got in touch with them. Um, the You've also got Chris, Country Cottage Gardener. He's worked uh, brands before and used their equipment. So it does kind of come along. Anyone that's on there and they stay true to it for long enough, you know, at some point, I, I believe you get a chance. But in amongst all these decent collaborations, you also get some dodgy ones as well. So by that, what I mean is, you know, every maybe couple of weeks, there'll be like a, a Chinese manufacturing company that'll get in touch with us and they'll try and get me to test out a, like a no brand two stroke, you know, strimmer or something like that. Or someone will come across and try and get me to use a hose pipe that's no different to um, like a sprinkler head that's no different to every other sprinkler head on Amazon. You know, and they want nothing, they want everything for nothing. So you get a lot of bad within the good as well. And don't get me wrong, it takes two seconds to say, no, thank you, I'm not interested. But it's it's not all sunlight, and you can go a long time and not get any sort of collaborations. And I think as a content creator, it's something that we sort of push out for, especially for myself. Like, I want to work with, with companies and, and use well-known products so that I can review them properly and, and push them out to use. But what I would say, if anyone does go down this line and decide to try and push out on this end of, you know, content creation and, and working with, you know, well-known companies, is that it might not happen. You know, you've got to be willing that you're going you're gonna to push out all this, create content, put yourself in that position, and then no one's actually going to get in touch because they may not be interested. So it is a hard-going sort of uphill battle with it. I think with, on my behalf, as... as you know, it's quite open knowledge for anyone that follows me long enough. You know, I've got the sponsorship with Total Loan. Very kindly, they sponsor the podcast and the YouTube channel. So alongside that, I get to use their products. I get to review them. I get to put them out there in real time and give everyone my real thoughts. Obviously for them, it's a, hopefully it's a point of interest where I, it's not like I get paid to, to lie or that in a contract somewhere it says you cannot say bad things, you know, our whole agreement is be as honest as you physically can. Use the products. If you like them, you know, talk about them on the moon. If you, if you don't like something, then, you know, we'll take that feedback on board. 
like I've got in the trailer at the beginning there, the sponsorship ad, you know, they've got money back guarantee. You know, if you're not ha- happy within 90 days, then you get that money back. So within these, there's a lot of companies that are so secure with their products that they're happy for you to just go free reigns, go for it. Alongside that, I've got the sponsorship, uh, sorry, the partnership with Ego. That one, like I say, I can't talk about the terms of the agreement that I have with them, but, you know, I get sent products, what's been pretty obvious. So they've sent me the mower and the strimmer so far, and I just need to provide content on them. So with the providing content, it is something that comes hand in hand because as soon as you receive something, obviously you want to show it off, you want to get the work done, you want to get pictures of it, you want to show other people how good or how bad you find it. So there's times when I've used it and I've showed that it's it's clogged, it's like blocked up a little bit and I've been like, oh, I'm not too sure on this. But then there's other times where, you know, I've had overgrown areas and I've been able to just chomp and straight down and the machine has installed. So it it's very real, you know, within these brands. And the way that kind of comes up is on most of these, I've actually, I know I said earlier on, so I'm kind of contradicting a bit, you can push, push, push and push and then no one take the bait, let's call it. But in my case, I've, in most situations, reached out to a company and I've been like, here's my details, here's what I'm doing. But, you know, let me know if, you ever, if you'd ever like to talk any further about collaborations and things like that. And that's just kind of, in its own time, developed in said companies, get back in touch with me and, you know, take me up on that offer and offer me something. So it seems to be a bit of putting yourself in a place where you can reach these companies and, and make something solid for them and give them something in return. So that's the way that I've always heard it. And Gary V, for anyone that watches him or doesn't know of him, he is someone that's online. He's got his own Vienna me- media. He is a motivational speaker. You know, he's very business-minded. He's in NFTs and all that sort of stuff. And he often speaks about it, about the fact that to work with people and to work with companies and to grow, you can't just ask and receive. That It's really not how sort of this world works. You need to sort of ask. They give you a chance. You need to give, 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 give. And then somewhere along that given line, the companies within their own budgets and within their own, um, within their own departments, I suppose, will decide, right, it's now going to be beneficial for us to, to provide you know, whatever it might be, a mower, strimmer, hedge trimmer, you know, fertilizer, whatever the product might be, because it's beneficial for the company now because you've given so much, you then receive, you know, so it's not you give to receive, it's give, 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 and then somewhere along that line, you receive something. So it really is a, it's a, a tunnel you'll go down that you don't, you don't, there's no assurance that you'll, you'll make anywhere with it but the main reason like I say I wanted to talk about it is it's something that I get asked about about how people put themselves into these positions on social media and it is a thing of just consistency like every weekend week out I try and go out there and provide these podcasts and this is what I choose to focus on along with staying active on Instagram and you know these Facebook groups where we're in professional gardeners and professional um, lawn care specialists you know we're in this these groups being active in the hope that you know we one we can all help each other but that you could become a, a known person that people can ask questions to and take advice on 
So it's about putting yourself in them situations. I, I like for other people, like I know Robbie from Premier Loans, how he does it, I do not know. But you know, he runs this full mind blown business, what's his lawn care uh, business, Premier Loans. And he still ends up with a video week in, week out. And it's just, I'm trying to get across to you, the amount of time and effort it, it takes to push out these videos is insane. And I also think for in the UK market, companies need to understand this as well. Because alongside, you know, it isn't just something that you, you push out and then, you know, it's a bit extra publicity for for these companies. I think the companies need to understand how long it takes to sit down, organize the content. I mean, you speak to anyone that's in your, and this is me speaking to the companies at this point. If you speak to anyone in your social media departments, you'll know how much social media actually takes up of their job. Okay, it's not a five minute job for them to schedule all their posts every week and to come up with the content ideas and tied into events that are going on. You know, it's a it's a hell of a lot of work. So when you're approaching an influencer or whatever it might be, you know, it's understanding that if you want something from them as well, there needs to be something in return. And that if you want to work with someone that is creating YouTube videos all the time, you need to understand that if it's taking them a, the best part of a day to, to turn this around, okay, in labor time, if we're calling it that, that, you know, £300-ish, you know, they're going to be wanting to earn a day for a day's work. So that's stranger quid worth right there. On top of that, you've then got the reach. Okay, how many how how many people is that video gonna reach, or is these this this content gonna reach? Then from there, you've got the fact that it's gonna be live forever through Instagram, YouTube, through podcasting sites, whatever it might be. That that content's always gonna be sitting there marketing. So whereas you might put, you know, you might put yourself as a a full one pager on one of these little magazine like. They have like spotlight magazines where we are. You know, you put yourself in that for a season, it's going to cost you the best part of like five to 700 quid, however, depending on how popular the magazine is. And that's going to get seen probably the once by the whoever receives it in that postcode area. It's going to get binned. It's going to get burned, whatever. And that's your, that's your advertisement dies at that point, right? Unless they rip it out and stick it on the cork board, what not many people do anymore, right? Whereas online that's there forever, you know, your products then on YouTube getting spoke about, getting raved about for the next five, ten years, depending on how, how relevant it's going to be, so that's where the worth is, and back to speaking to you guys and girls that are listening now, you know, again, that's where the worth is, so you also need to realise that point as well, that when you go into this and you're trying to push out things, the amount of time how much is your time worth when you're actually working? When you're building a garden, a raised garden bed, or you're putting in a fence, or you're doing a patio, or you're renovating a lawn? You know, how much is your time worth per hour? Because that's the same on social media. Whereas I think the way I viewed it in the beginning was that it's a, it's something that I like doing in my free time. And I what I mistaked as a passion for business, right? So... I was doing a lot of it for free and just happy to be involved. Well, I think to an extent you do need to do at some point. But then there comes a time where when it then turns to work and you're collaborating and you're working for a company, you're visiting areas, you're 
you know, you might be getting invited to go see people's HQs or whatever it might be. Although it's really fun and you enjoy doing that because, you know, damn right, we're interested in it, right? It's still work, right? There, there's there's an expense to be paid there. You're either getting paid money or it's costing you money to go visit these places. And at that point, that's business, okay? It's not a holiday. You're going there to, you know, to work effectively. So that's the barrier, I would say. But the collaborations definitely come across, and I'll just say use them as much as you can. But what's high of a higher in importance of working with these companies as well is working with each other. So I think more influencers should be working together, trying to be on the same team, okay, not seeing each other as like rivals of YouTube or whatever you know, whatever it might be. Personally I don't feel like I've got none. I don't know if I'll be anyone's either, but you know, it's working together, I think. You know, it's always said very well that, you know, the more we work together and we build up this community the more it's going to benefit everyone including those that are following along and listening to it but i don't really want to ramble on too much about this all because i don't have too much more left to say on it and so i don't want to kind of ruin the the content that i've provided for you today i hope it's been of some benefit to those that are interested in sort of content creation and you know maybe taking this step into trying to get into a, like an influencer role but yeah, that's about it for the content and collaboration side. The only thing I will say is I have got another one coming up very soon. It seems that I will be coming an ambassador for a company that is pretty well known, that I'm really excited about. I'm excited to work alongside them. And I'm excited to see where that could actually lead to. So that's something that will maybe be released in the next couple of weeks. And I'll push out, I can't say anything about it at the moment. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a company that they do they're a fantastic hand in many machines is all i'll say but yeah so i'm really excited to work alongside them and just see what kind of comes of that as well but for all of this i just want to if you are focusing on this sort of side is just touch on the scheduling with all this i want you to remember there is ways to schedule posts and there's way to schedule your content to be able to push out and this is this part of it isn't going to just help you in the senses of social media accounts for like collaboration reasons or influencer reasons but what's also going to help you is as a business okay because at the end of the day if the same way that people might have companies in their eyes their main target okay you on your facebook so for example on my facebook i see a lot of other gardeners following me what's great you know it's fi it's fine to see what i'm like doing and whatever else but to me facebook is where my my actual business is at you know tends to be out to 80 percent of my facebook followers are on the business page or customers in the local area so these are people that are interested in my services that want to go forward with my services hopefully at one point or another and if i put out a post and i market it correctly will bring me in more work. So there's like different, you know, different spaces for different reasons. But with this, there is ways to push it up. So you can schedule posts on Facebook, I believe. And then on Instagram, you can schedule them through, I don't use it personally at the moment, but I believe it later it is called an app. And that will schedule posts through for Instagram. So there's ways that you can sort of schedule things in that is going to help you. And the consistency, like I say, the more a platform will see you being engaging profiles so you're pushing out content more the more people will see it so same again if you've got a business account somewhere and you want people in the local area that are already following your business page to then you know jump on you you could do a giveaway locally 
It could even it could just be like a one hour maintenance slot. You know, stick that out there. I done it a couple of years ago. What I found really helped me is that I done a, a free maintenance slot over winter when it was a bit quieter, and I ran a competition where it was basically I f- forgot the full amount of time. I think it was somewhere up to four hours worth or up to two and a half hours worth of maintenance. I would do for completely free, and all they had to do is, you know, share the post with someone. They had to share the post on their profile, and tag someone. I think it was that they knew in the local area, or tag someone that might like this. Okay, so I I ran this. There was a good amount of people that entered, and you know the residual of that is there was then an extra twenty people or something around that figure that would then follow me after that. What were potential customers? and some which have turned into customers. So something that costed me no more than spending a couple of hours out on a on a quiet winter's day, right, returned a bit of custom then in spring. So there's ways that you can do with that is just going to increase it, like doing giveaways or just putting out more posts. So every time you're at a job and something looks a bit satisfying, whether it's a before and after or if it's a walkthrough, talk through of it, snap a picture, take a video and get it out there. Content as a whole is massive. And, you know, it, it's no big secret that going forward, it is going to be the way the sort of online world turns because what sounds obvious being online and content, but what I mean by it is companies are going to start realizing, those that don't already know it, are going to realize that that is where the marketing's at. You know, you can put an advert on TV, you know, I forgot who described it as, but you want a commercial on, you know, channel four right that's going to cost some serious amount of money you know you're talking probably hundreds of thousands to, to millions however much it costs to put an advert on the tv right Let, let's scale it down actually to do an advert on the radio it's still probably going to cost you high hundreds or you know in the thousands to have some form of advert on the radio now how much does it cost you to put a video on youtube nothing right how many videos on YouTube have got more than a million views? Loads. You know, it's not easy to do, don't get me wrong, but there's lads out there that have got hundreds of thousands of views with with not that huge of profiles. So it's definitely the way it's heading. It's the way for us to get ourselves out there. And if companies tag in on that, then it's, you know, they're going to be for, you know, pushing their market. And it's going to, I always see it as like a, as an, a 360 of marketing like you've got to be in every single direction possible and online is just one that you can't sort of forget you need to be there you need to be present but i hope that wasn't too much of a waffle on i hope you've all sort of taken something away from that from the scheduling whether it was how it work with companies how it was that I kind of came along for myself then you know there's something to be to be hard one thing i don't think i did mention about it though was what you get in return now, like I say, this could be anything. This could be nothing in the beginning. You could be, you know, having a review or talk about a product and you've actually got to send that back. So you might get nothing for actually doing that. You might get to keep the product or you might get a payment. And these are things that usually happen as either payments or products. And I'm at a state now where that, that's what I expect is to at least get something that I can keep to say, you know, if you send me an awesome product, let me use it but also let me keep it afterwards so I can continue to show it. So there is factors that is going to be helpful. And if you try and go down this sort of collaboration route, 
then it's something that I think can only ever push a profile forward. So if you're thinking about it anyway, like the, you know the, the good few that I've got in touch with me, then feel free to reach out again. There's so much I can probably talk about this if asked the right questions on. So um, I'm happy to share what knowledge I know and what knowledge I'm allowed to share. You know, but like I say, I am stuck to agreements on some of the some of the subjects. But anyway, you guys enjoy your weekend. I hope with the bit of rain that we're getting, you're seeing loans bounce back. I have seen already online that that is starting to happen in certain areas down south. So that is awesome to see. But wherever you are, I hope it's all ticking along nicely. The nights are coming in now. It's starting to get dark around 9 o'clock. So, you know, we don't have that long before, you know, October when all the clocks get turned back. It really is downhill from there. But I hope that you have a great end of season. I hope you're all going to finish strong. And, you know, whatever you're pushing in for your work or for, for your advertising and just in order to stay busy, just keep doing it. But take care, everyone, and we'll see you again next week.